BG Mania, a video game music podcast for March 12th, 2021, is presented by leveldowngames.com. You're listening to Jungle One from Contra 4, released November 13th, 2007, composed by Jake Kaufman. Welcome to another episode of BG Mania, a video game music and discussion podcast brought to you by leveldowngames.com. I'm Brian, and if you're new around here, what we like to do on this show is challenge ourselves to never play the same track more than once, except for special occasion episodes. Each and every week, we'll sit down and chat about a particular topic, theme, game, or composer while listening to some really excellent music, sometimes even multiple times per week. Do us a quick favor if you don't mind, head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to us and leave that five-star rating and a review so that way we continue to climb those charts and get discovered by more people in those search results. Today on BG Mania, it's time for another Composer Appreciation episode, and this time we're going to be highlighting one of our absolute favorite chiptune and modern composers in the VGM scene, Jake Kaufman. I was introduced initially to Jake's compositions with The Legend of K in 2005, but didn't actually know that was Kaufman at the time that I had played through it. The first time I really knew I was being introduced to Jake Kaufman was with 2011's Mighty Switch Force, and from there, just went back and tried to consume as much as possible that he had worked on, especially some of the chiptune stuff he was releasing at the time under his nickname Vert. Born April 3rd, 1981, Kaufman is just a few years older than I, and based on some of his works and influences, you can easily tell we're from the same generation, as basically everything Jake has worked on is an absolute banger, in my opinion. As has become the case with these Composer Appreciation episodes, I've invited Bedroth from Very Good Music, a VGM podcast, to sit in with me and chat about the life and works of Jake Kaufman. But before we bring him in, let's jump to our first block of three tracks on the episode today. Should go without saying, but we're not going to mention it every time. Everything on the episode today is, of course, composed by Jake Kaufman. You're listening to Ulysses from Disney's Atlantis, The Lost Empire, released May 17th, 2001.
You're listening to Caught Red-Handed from Mighty Switch Force, released December 22nd, 2011.
You're listening to The Amazon from DuckTales Remastered, released August 13th, 2013.
Alright, and we're back in here and joined once again for another Composer Appreciation episode from Very Good Music, a VGM podcast. It is Bedroth. Welcome back to the show, man. Thank you very much, sir. And yeah, man, if I'm going to recur on like a certain type of topic, this is definitely going to be the one I would pick. And oh, yeah. So today we're talking about Jake Kaufman, somebody who you and I both really, really appreciate in the video game music. And I guess specifically chiptune scene. I think he's more known for some of the chiptune stuff he did back in the day. He's kind of expanded out beyond that more recently, but man, his chiptune music back in the day is really what brought me in to Jake Kaufman. I think that is what he is most known for. And it's funny because as our playlist is gonna show tonight, that is far from his like only, only type of style. And um, when I was doing research for this episode, because like you mentioned, I do my homework and I love it. Um, I, first of all, I listened probably to more individual soundtracks than I have for any other show, including my episodes. And some of that is just because I like to be a good guest host. And some of it is just because I love Jay Kaufman so freaking much. Um, I was amazed yeah, at the volume of this guy's output. Like when you stack him up against classic composers, even folks like Nobuo Uematsu, Noriyuki Iwadare, um, Yoko Shimomura, Yuzo Koshiro, he has as many soundtracks, if not more. And you go through and there's not there's not a single soundtrack Kaufman has done that doesn't have at least one really good track on it. Um, and all of them are at least good, you know? Um, there are some composers that have, you know, like early stuff or middling stuff where they feel like they kind of phoned it in. Uh, Motoi Sakuraba, actually, I love Sakuraba's work, but a lot of it does get a little bit samey. You cannot, you cannot accuse Jake Kaufman of falling into a rut when it comes to musical style. And, He's been doing it for so long, too. It's, um, I mean, uh, Qbert, which we're going to be talking about in a second, I picked it because it was his first commercial soundtrack, and it came out in 2000. So we're talking like two decades of work and going into the third, which is just, it's mind-boggling because you think of Kaufman and you think of like the modern scene. Yeah, you definitely think more recent stuff, and I guess that's just, man, Bedroth, we are getting old at the same time. That is because, true. <laughs> like, modern stuff to us was the late 2000s and early 2010s. And shit, man, it's been 10 years. And I'm, I'm a couple of years ahead of you. I'm, uh, I'm going to be 39 this year, man. And it's, it's crazy. I know. <laughs> it is. It is. But I think some of it's also because Kaufman really, I think, blew up in popularity with Shovel Knight which is my my absolute favorite of his soundtracks. It's not it's not technically the best. Uh, that's that's a podcast for another podcast, but it's it's my favorite. It's my my nostalgia pick and it's one of my top 5 soundtracks of all time. There's just if I were going to pick um, from like my favorite Kaufman tracks instead of just picking what I thought was a nice spread to show his style across the years. Um, I would definitely have picked at least two tracks from Shovel Knight. Most likely they would have been um, uh, oh, uh, The Flying Machine, um, Propeller okay. Knights. Okay, level. yeah, yeah. And then um, the... Uh, I'm kind of bad with the actual names of the tracks. Oh, I don't know, Melissa. But, I'm looking at um, them, except for like, uh, Spect- except for the ones from the original. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah Specter Knights level, uh, La Dance Macabre, or something like that. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. 
I, I got to give also a shout out to Flowers of Antimony from the Explodatorium, which is Plague Knight's level, but Kaufman did not write that. That one was Manami Matsumai. Yeah. And, which is a fantastic track. I, I always, uh, is, you know, the, the few times that she contributes things to to recent stuff like Mighty Number no. Nine and oh my god, dude, it's just I, I like hearing her more recent stuff too. I really do. <laughs> and one last thing I want to mention before we get into the music is um, I looked up a couple of different interviews with Kaufman before um, before we talked, and I haven't heard him on a lot of podcasts. He's only been on one or two, and I've heard from. I think specifically the Marcato Bros, that he can be a little bit uh, shy about interviews because he's a super humble guy. But I did find... Has he been on their show? He is not. They have not been able to get him on yet. Hmm. Uh, they have talked That's to surprising. him. They've had some back and forth with him, but they haven't been able to get him on. Um, but I did find a couple of interviews from like 2011, 2012, 2014, uh, when he was really kind of at his at his height. Um, and just around the time he was starting at Way Forward. He mentions that some of his uh, favorite or most influential composers... Um, of course, he mentions, like, with jazz, you got Frank Zappa, Freddie Mercury uh, for, like, jazz, rock, modern stuff. Um, film music, John Williams, Alan Silvestri, Jerry Goldsmith. Um, for the stage and for classical, you've got Leonard Bernstein and Stephen Sondheim. But then you've also got, of course, the big ones like Beethoven, Wagner, Stravinsky, Tchaikovsky, Rimsky-Korsakov. A lot of that Russian um, scene, which... When you look at like Hoffman's use of leitmotif, which is where you take like a certain melody and then sort of reuse it throughout the game in different ways, that comes straight out of that scene, especially with Wagner. Um, and then in video games, he mentioned specifically Peter McConnell, who he said is one composer he'd really like to uh, be able to collaborate with. That would be a cool collaboration, um, yeah. too, if you think about it. Uh, he specifically mentioned Grim Fandango and um, Psychonauts with Peter McConnell. Um Yuzoko Shiro. Well, Tim Schaefer just needs to reach out and bring him on for Psychonauts 2 then. Come on. There you go. Make it happen. There you go. Uh, Yuzoko <laughs> Shiro, Yoko Kano, um, Jun Ishikawa, uh, Yasuki Yasui, Gary Scheiman. Um, he mentions uh, George the Fat Man Sanger from... Um, you know, early NES, uh, specifically um, Maniac Mansion, we talked about him, is uh, yeah. a mentor throughout Kaufman's career. And also Tim Fallon is an inspiration, especially with his use of samples on the SNES in particular. And so that's a really wide range of stuff. And I oh, think absolutely. when you look You're at the You're covering a lot of, of spectrums there mm -hmm. with all of those names. Yeah. And that just shows. I mean, it, it shows how eclectic his taste is and probably you know, shed some light on how he can write so many diverse types of music so well. But yeah, let's talk about those, uh, talk about those tracks, man. Yeah, let's talk, let's start. Cause, uh, we kicked things off with, uh, we, we kind of put our playlists in order. I had seven, you had seven as we typically do for these particular uh, composer appreciation episodes. And the first one that we opened up the show with was my first pick jungle one from Contra four. And it's this more, it borrows a lot of like throwback elements from the old Contra games, which is probably why I picked this particular track. Mm -hmm. Contra 4 is not one of my favorite Contra games. I will say that much. I, I, I don't think that is one of my favorite Contra games to exist. <laughs> but the soundtrack is really, really, really good. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have a lot of direct um, experience. I don't think I've ever actually played Contra 4. Um, it reminded me kind of of Contra 3, which I did like a lot. Um, yes, yeah, the original Contra games are still where my heart lies in terms of enjoyment with that franchise. Yeah, but it does. This one and uh, one of your other picks for tonight does showcase Kaufman's ability to take 
a beloved uh, property that's like already got an established sound and pay homage to that sound, but also build on it in a way that kind of makes it his own. Uh, of course, the other one I'm talking about is DuckTales. And, but yeah, yeah which was, was really which cool. was the track that we just heard right mm-hmm. before we brought you back into the, well, right before we brought you in for the first time, I guess I should say, because uh, that was just the first block of tracks. But um, yeah, the original DuckTales, you know, a, a very beloved soundtrack. Yes. I, I think a lot of video game music podcasts have, have probably played a lot of stuff from that actual game. <laughs> and uh, yeah. DuckTales Remastered, just, you, you know, being done by Jake Kaufman and, and being this love letter to what was back in the day. It's so good. And this particular track we played, the Amazon, it, it's this, it's so bouncy and fun. Okay, yeah. So the original DuckTales soundtrack uh, composed by uh, Hiroshigi Tonomura, um, which was not known for a long, long time. Um, I think back when... Uh, Back when Legacy Music Hour originally played DuckTales on their show, we didn't know officially who had composed it, but then it did eventually come out. Well, I think that was a, that was an issue until more recently, like within mm-hmm. the last decade. So yeah. podcasts that were early into this circle of, you know, of, of playing video game music in the, the mid-2000s and even somewhat in the early 2010s, credits were really yeah. hard to come by. But uh, especially with these modern remasters, um, Kaufman really did take what was there and add a lot to them. And there were a couple of original soundtracks, uh, one of which I'm pretty sure you've already played. I think y'all played the Mount Vesuvius level we have. Yeah, from yeah. DuckTales Remastered. Yes, we have. And what I thought was really cool is uh, not only did Kaufman write these uh, modern arrangements of the classic tunes, but he also, of course, composed these these a few new tracks, and he went back and did 8-bit renditions in in a tracker of those new tracks as well, and they just they just fit in seamlessly with the original soundtrack, and that's really really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but this is not the only Disney game <laughs> that was in your block. I was gonna, I was gonna say the track that we opened up the block with, uh, Disney's Atlantis: The Lost Empire. I don't know if you played this back on the PlayStation. I did not, but I did. Re- really like the actual animated movie from Disney. So when I saw, you know, doing a quick research when when looking into Kaufman that he had actually done the soundtrack for Atlantis the Lost Empire, I started diving into it and I was like, man, this is really good. And I could actually see this being used. I don't think this particular track, and now I don't remember, I haven't seen this movie in so long. And I don't think <clears throat> Ulysses the like this character theme from the game is in the movie. But it could be. It sounds like it could be. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. And that, I think, um, this is probably the most, uh, the least like in your face of the tracks that we're going to play tonight. A lot of oh, them absolutely. really, really stand out. And, but that I think speaks to, like you said, it sounds like something that could be used in a Disney film where a lot of the background music in between scenes is supposed to be there and like influence the mood, but not really take center stage and, and you know, steal your attention. And he did a really good job with that. Yeah, and that was actually one of his earlier compositions as well. I think he did that one in, man, 2001, so the year after he got started. Yeah, yeah. So that was definitely one of the earlier ones that uh, 
that uh, that, that he had worked on. Not his earliest. Like I said, you have you have a pick coming up from the uh, the first game that he ever worked on, which we'll get to here in uh, in just a minute after we talk about the last track that we heard in that block of music, uh, "Caught Red Handed" from Mighty Switch Force. And and man, I just uh, love this soundtrack. I, I love, love the yeah. series it's, first of all. It's so great. Yeah, it's so much fun. It's, the it's a fun, it's a fun series, but the soundtracks to these games are so good, and they they remind me a lot of. Um, like Danny Baranowski mm-hmm. uh, yeah. with with Crypto the Necro Dancer. There's a lot of similarities in, in like if you look at both of those combined. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's cool because I'm I, I yeah, love Danny I, Baranowski. I'm really too. horrible at parsing like uh, sub genres within genres, and so I tend to call everything. If it's old, I call it electronic, and if it's new, I call it dubstep. <laughs> and so, yeah. but yeah, it's definitely got that vibe to it. And Danny Baranowski is a really good. Um, point of comparison here i love i adore the switch force soundtracks um yeah i, I believe my... kyle's a big fan of these games too if i'm if i'm remembering correctly that does somebody not surprise is. me kyle kyle likes stuff that is both kind of rocking and has that cute like uh aesthetic to actually, it actually <laughs> quick plug aren't you going to be on an episode of the media file soon i am he and i are in talks um not going to mention the topic yet because i'm not sure if he has yet but it's a uh, it it is a, uh, a show, I will say, that each of us uh, really do like. I think um, he had heard of it, and then I recommended it to him because I thought he would I thought he would really like it. And so that's why he decided to go ahead and watch it. And then he's like, hey, let's do a show about this. And so I am excited to uh, to get together on that. I don't remember when exactly that's happening, but when he showed me the rough draft of uh, ideas he had planned for future Media Files episodes, I was like, oh, look, Bedroth. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. When he first launched, I told him, hey, man, if you ever want to talk about anything, I am on board. And I gave him a list of topics. And then... And yeah, it's um, yeah. So I've, I've been kind of on standby. That's awesome. That show's really taken off. So Good that deal. show's really I'm taken glad, off. Glad so it's it's doing real. quite well. So. But yeah, but yeah, Mighty Switch Forces soundtrack it, it, from top to bottom. It's just an absolute banger and, and so much fun to listen to. And the sequels yes. as well. I just kind of went to the first because it's where everything kind of got started. So <laughs> and I think this might be my favorite track. This yeah. might be my favorite track um, from the game. I haven't listened to it honesty. probably enough to pick out a, an overall favorite track. I really like Love You, Love You, Love. Um, but anyone who wants like a point of entry into this soundtrack, uh, there's a reason one of the most famous ones is Whoa, I'm in Space Cuba. You got to check that one out. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So good. Uh, all right, man. Well, we keep teasing it. We talked about his earliest pick. Uh, it, it is going to kick off our next block of three tracks, which happen to be your first three picks. So let's get these out of the way, right. and then we'll come back chat about these right after that. You're listening to Abel, Stage 1 from Qbert, released September 25th, 2000. Thank you. 
You're listening to Master's Theme from Legend of K, released September 20th, 2005. Listening to Battle Theme A from Boot Hill Heroes, released October 10th, 2014. Thank you. 
So yeah, Qbert, <laughs> the entry for Jake Kaufman. You got you brought us a I Game did, Boy Color I did. pick, and somehow, despite the Game Boy's sound chip, it manages to sound pretty good. It manages to sound <laughs> decent. <laughs> yes. And I think a lot of that is because you can really hear him leaning on the Alberto Gonzalez influence in this track, and Gonzalez was a master of um, of the Game Boy chip and the Game Boy Color chip. Um, possibly he's definitely my favorite Western Game Boy composer, Alberto Jose Gonzalez, Um, possibly my favorite Game Boy composer overall. And you could hear with a lot of Kaufman's um, implementation here, that kind of warbling synth that he's got going on. Um, You know, he's, he's really making the most of the hardware and keeping it in mind when he does his composition and not trying to overshoot what it's capable of. And, I think that speaks to his uh, early time in the demo scene before he actually did this first commercial game. Because you can tell that he's already a seasoned composer here. Yeah, back when he was going by Vert. You don't really hear people call him that much anymore unless you've been a fan of him for a long time. Yep, not a whole lot, not a whole lot. And uh, yeah, this game... um, I think that this was around the time, uh, you know, Kaufman had been doing his thing for a while, and then as he puts it, he lucked into somebody, like, finding him online and then deciding they wanted to pay him to do something he already loved. <laughs> and, exactly. Um, but, yeah, this this came out in September of 2000. Yeah, this particular version I did not play. Uh, my, my experience with Qbert comes from much earlier on the NES and uh, the arcade, actually, is where probably most of my experience with the game comes from. Yeah, NES was almost all of my Qbert experience, um, and I... I still know, think that's was, the best version. I yeah. still think that's the best version. <laughs> I, I um, It was diverting enough, and it was also enough for me to know that I didn't really care enough about it to seek it out anywhere else. <laughs> exactly. Um, like, once once you've played Qbert, you don't yep. really need to play any new Qberts. Uh, they, they, I mean, I, I guess maybe they could do something cool with it, but hasn't <laughs> yep, happened cool. yet. So, um, the game, the games are pretty much just a, they're, they're fitted for the arcade. That's for sure. Yeah. I think the coolest thing they've done with Qbert since the NES is Wreck-It Ralph. That's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. This second track though, I want to talk about because this is probably, this is one of the more unique tracks on the playlist tonight. Um, the theme of the master. I love that you picked this track. From the Legend of K. Have you ever played this game? I love that you picked this track. I have. I love that you picked this track. I had never even heard of this game before doing my research uh, on on Kaufman. Probably because I've never actually owned a PlayStation console, um, sort of famously for my audience. Um, I, I like, I know a lot of the really classic themes through like VGM podcasting and I did play some stuff side by side with uh, friends who had playstations and stuff but I'd never heard of this but it looks really really interesting what is this game like it's a pretty middling game I mean it it, it wasn't amazing by any means I played it initially on the PlayStation 2 mm-hmm. and then actually just like two or three years ago the there was a remastered or an anniversary version that came out I want to say on PC and switch or something like that because this game is available on the Switch right now, and and it actually looks quite better. Uh, it, it, it actually looks fun because back then it just kind of looked like a Zelda ripoff, <laughs> and that's more or less yeah. what it was. <laughs> I remember seeing something about it's more the or less remake. what it was. Uh, but yeah, this one originally came out in 2005, so still pretty early in Vert's. Um, 
in Virgin Yeah, Repertoire just a couple years after. And really shows his range. Um, this is not, you know, true classical. It's definitely uh, got that ethnic Japanese sound, but he's using, you know, real instruments, and you can tell he knows what he's doing with them. Uh, Jake Kaufman did some, some, because, you know, the setting being this, like, fantastical area where, you know, uh, it's sort of inspired by Japanese, Chinese folklore, but they're these, like, anthropomorphic cats and gorillas and that kind of stuff that are all going around. The way. It's it's interesting. But because of the setting, you get yeah, some really cool, cool, cool pieces of music out of it. Um, the next track is one I could I could talk about this one for a while, so I'm going to kind of rein myself in. <laughs> Boot, Boot Hill Heroes. I've not played this game. And I'm looking at it. It's an RPG. Holy it is. crap. It is. When, it's a JRPG. Yeah. So the blurb that I found on one of the websites is take one part Final Fantasy, one part Earthbound, a dash of Chrono Trigger, and then dip the whole thing in spicy Wild West sauce. And you've got Boot Hill Heroes. <laughs> it's, Damn, uh, this looks really cool, dude. This looks really cool. It's a retro RPG cool. set in the American West. Um, definitely a lot of visual and sound homage to Earthbound. In this, um, it is it's pretty short. Uh, Kaufman only composed on the first of what turned out to be the first episode. The second one, I think, recently came out, and the first one is pretty short. Not totally sure if it's worth the price on Switch, but also I haven't finished it yet. I'm still kind of in the town and I haven't explored too much, but there doesn't seem to be a whole lot beyond where I am. However, what I have played is really tightly done. The um, the fights are more like Final Fantasy-esque than Earthbound-esque, but they also are really, they're really unique. They're not really like anything else I've done. Um, the enemies pop up on the screen almost as like cardboard cutouts. And if you, you're, what you're trying to do is topple them over. And so you can, you can attack them, but you can also have, um, different attacks have different, uh, they do different things to the enemy, kind of like what you might see in Xenoblade Chronicles, so that if an enemy is already, like, like wobbling, you can okay, hit it yeah, with yeah. a strong attack and have a better chance of knocking it over than if it were just standing still. Um, and this battle theme is um, what plays in the early fights in the game before you get to, like, the, the first boss. Um, and it's got—this is the most, like— not not just West, like video game West, but Wild West sounding track of any I've ever heard from Kaufman. And he just nails the sound. You know what's funny is right when this, the, the track actually starts, it almost sounds like he's paying homage to the Oregon Trail. <laughs> yep. Because it's it kind of sounds like the title theme to the Oregon Trail 2 with like the opening melody and then he kind of switches it into something else. I'm wondering if maybe that's the case because it it does sound cool. I was checking while you were talking and they are very, very close. Yeah, he said that he, um, sort of similar to when he composed Shovel Knight and did everything in uh, Family Tracker, um, he specifically used um, instrument kits and instrument banks here that would have fit on an SNES cart. And he he did a lot of really creative sampling, like he talked about Tim Fallon being an influence on him. He did a lot of that kind of stuff here to make it work. Um, that would have been, of course, much harder back in the day. Uh, he also mentions that Sunset Riders was a really um, strong influence on this soundtrack. He listened to a lot of Ennio Morricone, who, of course, like wrote the Spaghetti Western 
um, themes, like the good, the bad, and the ugly, and all that stuff. Um, and he said Final Fantasy and Earthbound are just so etched into his brain that he can't help but imitate them when he does something like this. And if you listen to this track a couple of times, you'll hear the Final Fantasy come out, you'll hear the Wild West come out, you'll hear a little bit of Earthbound in there, and it really, really is cool. And um, I, if you can catch this game on sale, um, I would definitely check it out. I think 5 to $7 is probably a decent price point for what I have experienced so far in this game. I'm going to point Dan in the direction of this game because he's not a big, like, JRPG yes. guy, but Earthbound is one of his favorite games of all time. And if there's a lot of similarities to that, then I then I think is I think he could really get behind this. I think if you like that quirky like Western style um, that that makes it it's yeah. a JRPG that doesn't feel like a JRPG, then yeah, if you like Earthbound, you will like Boot Hill Heroes. Yeah, that's that's what it sounds like. So I'm definitely gonna point him in this direction because that looks really cool. And holy crap, man, <laughs> the track so is just so fun. fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's just so good. Yeah. A lot of uh, <laughs> so range good. of genre on these uh, first three tracks from me. <laughs> Absolutely, but uh, we're not gonna stop there because you have three more that we're going to take a listen to, and then we will discuss those right after that. You're listening to Main Theme from Retro City Rampage, released October 9th, 2012. Everybody, it's Kyle from the Media Files. And if you don't know what the Media Files is, what are you even doing? The Media Files is a pop culture review to help you get through those boring water cooler conversations. Every episode, a special guest and I will be talking about something happening in pop culture, whether it's movies, television, music, books, sports, video games, you name it, we'll talk about it. Subscribe to the Media Files on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you there. 
You're listening to Party in the Clouds from Adventure Time. Hey, Ice King, why'd you steal our garbage? Released November 20th, 2012. listening to Level 2 from Vanguard 5, released May 31st, 2017.
right, that was the main theme from Retro City Rampage, followed by Party in the Clouds from Adventure Time, Hey Ice King, Why'd You Steal Our Garbage? What a freaking name of a game, by the way. <laughs> what a name. And what a name. Finally, the theme from Level 2 of Vanguard V. Once again, really diverse set of tracks here, but all just really cool sounding stuff. It's cool that we got to open up with some of that chiptune stuff with uh, with the main theme from Retro City Rampage. And what I actually like about the, uh, the the video on YouTube is it's just the jukebox from the game, so you're actually seeing like all the different composers that actually you know have yeah. contributed tracks yeah, to it's, this it's particular r- game. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Morin Rad Vert. Freaky DNA. I'm not sure who Freaky DNA is. I don't know who that is. So his real name is Leonard Paul, um, and I don't know what all he has done, but Leonard Freaky DNA Paul. Um, uh, all three of them I'm seeing, were. Let's see that. Too. They were all known quantities um, at this time, and so it's really cool to hear kind of their different styles on this. And you can really, really hear um, the love for. I mean, this whole game, of course, is just a love letter to um, old video games and uh, 1980s, 90s pop culture. But you can really hear that in in the, these tracks. Um, I was listening to an interview earlier today, actually, where Vert sat down with um, Alex and Gerard of uh, the Super Beard Bros, and also of the Big Bad Bosses. Um, talk about that in a second but he sat down with them for an episode of super beard bros and they asked him what uh, if he had to pick like a favorite track like vgm track what would it be and he said it would either be the title theme from the original nes turtles game or it would be the stage one theme from turtles 3 the manhattan project and you can really hear that in this track from River City Ram- Retro City Rampage. This sounds like straight-up classic Konami, just taken to the next level. Well, what's cool is that I have actually played Retro City Rampage, and, uh, you know, it, it being kind of like a throwback, like you said, to all these different games from retro yeah. consoles. Yeah, the top actually, there's a lot of GTA as well, like <laughs> older-style GTA. That is uh, that is super cool. But the, the sequel, Shakedown Hawaii is something that we got to cover through leveldowngames.com and Kyle actually wrote the review for that so that's kind of cool that is really cool um, I got to hear on another podcast uh, the uh, host interviewed Norrin Rad about uh, Shakedown Hawaii soundtrack and um, it was really cool so it's actually really good it probably is probably better than the game <laughs> <laughs> Definitely um, better than the game. Would you say that about Retro City Rampage 2? Ooh. <laughs> the soundtrack might be better than the game. Because the soundtrack is really good. But Retro City Rampage is a great game. Shakedown Hawaii had some issues. Kyle actually did that on his on his Twitch stream when he was actually streaming for a while, too. That's one of the games he actually played back uh, in 2018-ish, or 2019. I think when it comes to the soundtracks I brought today, the seven games I brought... If you're going to get bang for your buck, Retro City Rampage is the one I would check out first. There is so much fantastic stuff in this soundtrack, and especially if you really like old school BGM, you can't go wrong with this one. This this is just really great. Yeah. The next game, uh, Hey Ice King, Why'd You Steal Our Garbage? <laughs> I love the, the titles of these Adventure Time games. The second one, I think, is called Explore the Dungeon Because I Don't Know. Have you played any of the Adventure Time games? I played some demos. 
How about you? Okay. I think I think Frank's played them. I've not played them either, but I know they are developed by Way Forward, which is the same, yeah. you know, the the it's his old the studio, but it's you know, the same studio and, that yeah. does yeah. Shantae and all of these other games that I like, River City Girls and yeah, so I so I know it's, you know, it's a group of developers that are, are super, super knowledgeable when it comes to putting together a fun video game. I've always been intrigued to check them out, but they never score that well, I so think I don't know. From what I gathered, the feeling I get about these games is that if you're already a fan of the property, then you will love them. If you're not, then they're kind of hitting. And this. I've never watched Adventure Time. Really. Yeah, me neither. I've caught a couple of episodes. And I'm not. A, I, I, and I've, I've never jumped cool, into but it. I've never, yeah, I've never jumped into it either. So maybe if you know the property really well, it like ticks it up a couple of or knocks it up a couple of points on the list. But the soundtracks to both of the Adventure Time games that Kaufman did are both pretty good. Uh, but this, I think, was the standout track of both of them. It's just so much fun, and. Uh, Really got really got that bouncy, you know, party in the clouds is the perfect name for this track. <laughs> Final track of this block here, Vanguard V, uh, level two. Do you know anything about this game? I don't. So I had to dig on this one and I actually had to look really hard just to to confirm that Vert did in fact compose uh, level two of this. Um, Vanguard V. I see it. I see it on Steam. Is... That's pretty much it. Yeah, it was originally developed for VR, so like Oculus, Oculus, Oculus PSVR, things like that, and um, uh, they brought Jake Hoffman on to do like the first couple of tracks just to kind of help them get some traction, and um, really, really cool sound. It's got that, um, it's a shooter, uh, a shmup, uh, a VR shmup, and um, like an on-rails type thing, not a shmup, it's an on-rails shooter, kind of like Star Fox or Legend of Dragoon, um, and uh, but in VR, which sounds like a really cool concept if they executed it well. And the uh, the music here, though, is really it's got a more modern like PS2, PS3, Japan, uh, Japanese like produced sound than anything else I've heard from Kaufman. And that's why I included it. That's what I was kind of thinking listening to this. It almost sounded like like JRPG music to an extent. I, I kind of think that this would not be out of place in like a Toho game. Um, it's got that sort of okay. that sort of feel yeah. to it. Definitely very Japanese um, in in you know in that like Japanese VGM style, and but a really nice song, really nice track. Absolutely, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the game. It doesn't seem like something that I would probably ever play, but I love the way that this sounds. Like I said, it rem it reminds me a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of JRPG tropes that I'm hearing as I just sit here and listen to it now as you were talking. Like, it's it's surprising that this is. is Jake Kaufman almost. It is, which I think is a really cool sign yeah, for a composer. Really that really when you good. hear it, you're like, man, I can't believe he composed this. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those things that's like, you know, it's when you hear it and you're like, damn, I can't believe that's actually him. That's really cool. Um, well, let's go ahead and jump to my next block of three tracks, which is actually going to be the end of my three or my picks actually this will be the end of it so we'll take a listen to these three we'll come I'm back i'm excited about these man yeah it's, it's a good block right here you're <laughs> gonna love it especially this middle track if you know me you're gonna love that one but uh bread drop you and i'll come back we'll talk about these we'll close the show out and uh get everything done right after this You're listening to Etude de Lord, otherwise known as the Tower House, from Shovel Knight King of Cards, released December 10th, 2019. 
You're listening to City Streets Number 2 from Double Dragon Neon, released September 11th, 2012. Listening to The Pits, otherwise known as The Lost Catacombs from Shantae and the Pirate's Curse, released October 23rd, 2014.
right. So yeah, the uh, the opening track we heard there, we had to pay a little bit of love to Shovel Knight. I know we've played quite a bit from the game and some of its expansions here on BG Mania in the past. Uh, but I don't think we've ever played anything from King of Cards. So this was the first time that we really got to explore this soundtrack and this particular track. Now, I will say, I still have not played King of Cards. I did pick it up when it came out. I think Kyle played through it and he's mad that I still haven't played through it. <laughs> <laughs> but I still want to get around to this. But this particular track here, uh, Etude de Lourdes, or the Tower House, man, it just it's so classical that I just freaking love it, dude. And it sounds so different from some of the other stuff that you hear in the Shovel Knight soundtrack. I'm really glad that you that you chose a track like this. Um, I have played King of Cards. I haven't gone too deep into it. I'm not as big a fan of the card game aspect as I think a lot of people are. That's just not really my speed. It is done really well because everything Yacht Club Games does is done with love. Um but it's just not my genre and but the the shovel knight the platforming stuff is really really fun and um king knight is one of the most fun to play even rivaling i think specter knight from specter of torment if i were going to i don't really think of plague of shadows as a soundtrack because it's almost more of an expansion of the original um so when i think of like the big three soundtracks in the shovel knight repertoire uh shovel knight is the classic one Spectre Knight is the cool one, and King uh, King Knight is just. This is probably the most technically, just just from a compositional standpoint, the most technically impressive work that Jay Kaufman has ever done. Um, I think I would agree with that. To to translate something like that could sound like Chopin or Beethoven or Mozart or something from just the height of um, of classical of you know the the actual like classical classical music uh the classical era um and to translate that into something with four channels is just nothing short of miraculous it, it's amazing what he did here and you can tell he knows his way around jay kaufman has forgotten more about classical music theory than i will never know that i will ever know <laughs> <laughs> and i was a music major for two years that's probably the best way it's, to put that <laughs> yeah it's just i could gush but really love this track and then the whole king of cards soundtrack is really really great it is man i had a i had a tough time trying to figure out what track i was gonna pick from the king of cards because like i said we really haven't played anything from it so we had free reign <laughs> and when i heard this one initially i was like holy crap and i put this one aside and i kept going you know that's what i usually do is like i'll i'll separate it i'll either write down the title or if i'm just being stupid i'll just open up another tab and keep it open on another one but I usually narrow down that way, and, and uh, I had to come back to this, and there's just, I, I think it might be the, my favorite thing that I heard from the actual King of Cards expansion. It's just so much fun. It really is. It is. It, it is. But I don't think anything beats, <laughs> I don't think anything beats Double Dragon Neon Bedroth, because we had City Streets <laughs> 2, and it doesn't get any 80s, it doesn't get any more 80s For than any that. I love it. 80s, I love it. I defy you not to like this song it's not to love this song it's fantastic it's absolutely fantastic <laughs> i everybody knows i'm i'm a huge fan of the 80s and the retro wave synth wave movement that's been taken over i guess it really hasn't been taken over but it has been gaining popularity over the last like uh, five or six years or so, and I, I've just been on board for the entire time. Oh, yeah. But you actually mentioned something that's very interesting to me. Um, you had mentioned how, how this kind of, you know, might sound kind of cool with uh, 
River City Girls yeah, and Megan McDuffie. Yeah, this particular McDuffie. track reminded me it of the River like, City Girls soundtrack. It almost soundtrack. sounds like her singing. It does. It almost it sounds almost like her. Sound like I, mean, her. I, 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 I'm, I don't know who it is. I'm actually going to look right now. I don't think it is because I think when I heard this song on my initial, um, on my initial research, I thought the same thing, and I looked it up, and it was somebody else, but... But it does sound like her, and it reminds me of stuff like Bully and things like that from, from River City Girls. The, the cool thing, my little Easter egg about this track, is Kaufman did not originally write full scores for these little vocal things. They were originally like 10 or 15 minute like clips that, um, that were played on a mixtape in-game. Um, but then after the success of the game, after it was pretty popular, he actually went back and just for fun um, decided to expand these and make like full on tracks. And he's talked about how much he loves working with uh, with singers and with vocal artists. That's actually where his heart really lies is writing for um, writing for vocals. And you can tell that because he does really great vocal work. Well, it looks like the singer is Jesse Seeley. And uh, she hasn't done much in the video game scene. She is featured in a track in uh, Adventure Time. Hey, Ice King, why'd you steal our garbage? She's the vocalist for the title song in that particular game. Okay. And okay. the vocalist for the boss, Marcellini? Uh, in Vanguard V, or Vanguard 5, or whatever, okay, she's so the vocalist for the theme song. She's probably so a friend. She kind of does a lot of uh, work yeah, with Jake Yeah, probably a friend Hoffman. of Jake's. Who, he <laughs> mentions that he has some friends who are like more, yeah. more vocally talented than he is, who he likes to bring on to do stuff from time to time. <laughs> she has one track in Blood Rain, uh, Blood Rain Betrayal, which I know he did. Um, she, this, you know, she has this one track from Double Dragon Neon, but she's also the voice of Linda in Double Dragon Neon. And then she's uh, doing something between uh, or or with Jake Kaufman. That Nuren game that he's working on is apparently a collaboration oh, between cool. him and her. Very cool. So, I'm excited to hear that then. I'm glad you mentioned Blood Rain. I'm going to side note real quick because if there's one thing up that this episode should show, it's... I mean, you can't do just one episode and do Jay Kaufman justice. He's done so many fantastic soundtracks because we're not even, you know, we don't have Mighty Switch Force 2. We don't have Mighty Milky Way. We only have one Shantae game, one Shovel Knight game, no Blood Rain, um, which is kind of amazing. He also did a game called Scourge, which has a pretty cool soundtrack. And um, There's just so there much. Is. There's just so many. And um, <laughs> it's yeah. just so many. One quick Easter egg. He mentioned that um, in the same interview where he talked about how he was would love to collaborate with Peter McConnell. He was asked if there was one um, series that he could have a, a shot at composing for, what would it be? And he said, oh, easy, Castlevania all the way. And if you want to know what it would sound like, listen to Blood Rain. <laughs> that, yeah, that would be sick. That would definitely be sick to hear him work on, especially now that we know Konami is kind of like shopping around their IPs again. And, you know, they want to do something with Castlevania. They want to do something with Metal Gear. We know there's two Silent Hill games in the works, one at uh, Bloober Team, the team that did the medium, and then one yeah. that everyone hopes is being done by Kojima Productions, I think. But uh, man, it'd be really cool if, if if Jake Coffin was able to get his hands on on the next Castlevania project and work on that soundtrack, even if it was just a couple tracks. That'd be sick. It would. Kind of like what they did with um, Bloodstained and brought a bunch of people in to contribute to that soundtrack. That would be fun. <laughs> But you mentioned Shantae. We only have in one game for that one. And, and I actually picked a track from the game that got my love started, I guess, for the Shantae series. And that one is Shantae and the Pirate's Curse. Uh, I, I played this one initially on the DS. And then 
the, you know, I just went back and played all the Shantae games before that and, you know, really looked forward to Half Genie Hero and more recently the Seven Sirens, even though Jake Kaufman did not compose the music for Shantae and the Seven Sirens since he did leave way forward a couple years ago. So that's unfortunate, but still a great soundtrack there. We played a few things from Shantae and the Seven Sirens, but the pits the or otherwise known as the Lost Catacombs from Pirate's Curse. I love the way this sounds, dude. Yes, it's the Shantae games also just within themselves have a real diversity of sound. And this has got that quintessential Shantae uh, sort of pseudo Arabian style of sound to it. Yeah, it's sort of sort of Arabian nights, but sort of almost like techno or dance infused as well. It's just I love the Shantae soundtracks because what? One of her key characteristics that she does in her game is the belly dancing, and you know you can make her dance and whatever. And that's just literally what the soundtracks make me as a fan of the series and as a fan of the music. It just makes me want to move. Like they're yeah. just catchy. Yeah. Kaufman really loves to take like different styles of things and mash them together into sort of his own thing. I've never played the original Shantae. Um, I did go back after I played Pirate's Curse, because like you, it was my first one. Um, I did go back and play a little Risky's Revenge. Um, Half Genie Hero was really where it hit its where it hit its stride for me. Half Genie Hero is still the best in my opinion. And my favorite Shantae track overall, uh, my favorite in this game, The Pirate's Curse, is um, uh, Run Run Roddy Tops, uh, because Roddy is my favorite character. She's adorable. Um, uh, But my favorite overall uh, song from a a Shantae game is the Hypno Baron's Castle from Shantae Half Genie Hero. So I definitely encourage people to check that out. Really great song. My actual, I, I would probably say that my my favorite might be Neo Burning Town from Neo Half Burning Genie Town. Hero. Also, I really, love really good. that track. But um, also one of my favorite VGM tracks, just in general, is uh, "Dance Through the Danger" with Christina V. Fantastic vocal track. Yeah, Christina V <laughs> is somebody that I've expressed a lot of love for, uh, mm-hmm. both vocally and as a as a voice actress. Uh, she tends to voice a lot of characters in a lot of fan service <laughs> games that I do play that a lot of people make fun of me for. But and, uh, <laughs> she, you honestly, know, she voices the characters in those games, and she she's been one of my favorite voice actresses and for a long time. Yeah, I gotta say, she's pretty fan servicey in real life herself. So, <laughs> and that's fine. Yep, and it that's is, fine. It is. She's a, fan, <laughs> she's a fantastic talent, and um, she knows what she's doing, and she that's really fine. Does. She really does. Yeah, um, she she's so good. I, I, I definitely enjoy her. Uh, she She's probably number one or two for me in terms of female voice actresses. And then Sheremy Lee, uh, who plays, uh, I, I know you may not know, but she plays Makoto in Persona 5 and has more recently been playing a lot of other things. Uh, she's probably number two for me. Yeah, I'm a lot more versed in Western animation um, than I am in, in uh, Japanese animation. I think my favorite female voice actress would probably be Tara Strong, um, who uh, I think her two most famous roles are Raven in the Teen Titans series. Uh, she also does, um, I think she's been Harley Quinn a couple of times. Um She's, I think, one of the, the main pony in the, the new My Little Pony show that's not on anymore, but the latest one. Okay, my, my daughter just yelled at me and said she's Twilight. Uh, so, <laughs> um, but Get it right, Dad! <laughs> but she's really, really, really cool. Um, uh, Tara Strong, I, I've also heard her interviewed a lot, but she's just got some range. Oh, she was uh, she was Timmy Turner in Fairly Odd Parents, so she's been doing it for a while. Oh, no shit. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, 
That's but, super cool. Yeah, we talked about we're getting into media files territory now, talking about the cartoons and voice actresses. Yeah, we're we're <laughs> we're talking about we're talking about everything now. What we need to talk about because this is the last time that you're going to be here on the show before we close it out, Bedroth, is your final pick, which is the track that we're going to be closing out the episode with here in just a few minutes uh, from Raise the Dead. I love this track. Oh man, this track is so much fun. This game sounds really cool too. It's uh, I've not so, played it. I, I'm looking into it. I, I remember seeing stuff on this, but I've not played it yet. Yeah, I'm wondering if y'all talked about this before. It started out as a Kickstarter project. Um, it raised. We probably uh, have. Raised $51,773 of its initial $30,000 goal. And it just uh, came out like recently. Yeah, it was released on June, like a couple months June 16th ago. of 2020 was the original release. And then I think it was like ported to more stuff later on. At this point, it's on PS4, Switch, uh, Vita, Windows, and other com- computer-like OSs. Um, the studio is Ragtag Studios, uh, developed and published by them. Um, the game is called Raise the Dead, like you said, R-A-Y apostrophe S. So like the dead that are Ray's. <laughs> and Ray is the main character who is a zombie. Um, his name is Ray Lamort um, or Lamorta. And you have to figure out how he died by raising an army of the undead and going on the rampage. <laughs> and so, Oh, no, no shit. This is from the key. I was just looking into it on Steam. This is from the same team members that were behind the... Uh, Stubbs the Zombie game, which we just saw come back recently in a Nintendo Direct. Okay, That's cool. The yeah, same team. I'm not familiar with Stubbs the Zombie. That's not that good, but uh, <laughs> 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 it's kind of cool that they're still doing this. But Raise the Dead, uh, looking at some of the reviews, ha- has scored quite well. It's definitely got that fun, dancey, bouncy, vert sound that you were talking about before. and um, It's very 80s as well. Very 80s as well, like the Double it Dragon is. It Neon takes track. a lot of what we've been talking about and kind of mashes it together. And also fittingly, it is his um, the most recent of the tracks that are on the list um, since it just came out last year. Yeah, good way to close it out. Good way yep. to close it out. Yep. And so that's, <laughs> yeah, I think that's about all I have to say about the track itself. It's called, uh, the track is called Trick or Treat. So wrong time of year, but. That's okay because it's. Uh, <laughs> this song is good. Yeah, now. it doesn't have it any anytime. like, doesn't really sound Halloween-y at all. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I guess if you were, you know, maybe trick or treating back in 1984 and something was playing on the radio. Cause that kind of is what this sounds like. So. <laughs> Bedroth, it was an absolute pleasure, as always, having you sit here and chat about composers with me. And, uh, you know, because we got to do so about Jake Kaufman today, this was so much fun. Yeah, so much fun. Kaufman is one of my very favorite composers, and it was a real pleasure getting to sit down and talk to you about this. Like we mentioned earlier on, you will definitely be back in June for another composer appreciation episode. Uh, But, you know, you might make an appearance before (laughs) that, too. You never know. You never know when you're going to pop up on the show anymore. Something fits. We'll pull you in. That's how things work. <laughs> I'm here, man. My show's only every other week, so I've got plenty of time. Speaking of your show, where else can people hear you and find you? I probably interact, at least right now, more than anywhere else on YouTube. If you search Very Good Music VGM Podcast on YouTube, you will find my channel. Um, as we record, my first episode of our season three actually just dropped today, where we talk about music from level three in various games. I saw that one post. Yep. I haven't had a chance to listen yet. Nice, eclectic mix of stuff there and 
if you are more of a, just an audio listener, don't really like, you know, YouTube is not the best for podcast listening, but you can listen to it and then go to YouTube and comment and stuff like that. Our home is on anchor.fm slash VGMVGM, but you can find us in pretty much any podcatcher of choice. We're on Google and iTunes and Spotify and all that stuff. And if you like what you hear and you are interested enough, you can go to patreon.com slash VGMVGM. Take a look at some of our tiers and see if you'd like to throw a dollar or two our way and help us um, help us advance the show. We've got some plans for things we would like to do when we get a little bit more time. And yeah, uh, one of those things is being able to feature more on other people's shows. <laughs> so bringing it all back to uh, BG Media, which is one of the reasons that I have a show in the first place. It's been fun watching your show grow as well. Thanks, like it, It's been Thanks, fun man. just kind of seeing what you guys do and what you come up with. Um, you know, just coming from someone that kind of kind of went through the same thing you did a couple years ago and we just kind of got lucky so <laughs> it's, it's been a lot of fun to do and yeah i gotta give credit where it's due i mentioned it when we first started out but uh you guys are one of the reason your show is one of the reasons that i eventually just like i told you got up off my ass and just went ahead and made my own show <laughs> well i do i do appreciate that and hopefully everyone you know thinks the same thing after we went through some hardships last year we, we moved some formats around but we're we're bringing it all back uh you know you spoiler alert if you're not in discord you should be but frank is back with level down games and will be appearing in an episode later this month very cool so yeah. that's going to be a lot of fun we're, we're trying to bring everything back so but bedroth it's been a pleasure we'll have you back in a little while thanks so much for joining me to talk about jake kaufman man thanks again for having me man that is unfortunately going to bring us to the close of the show for this week. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania made possible, of course, by leveldowngames.com. Don't forget to submit tracks, ideas, and requests for future episodes to bgmania at leveldowngames.com. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. We'd also be grateful if you can drop on over to our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash leveldowngames and subscribe to us there. And if you haven't already, while you're at it, hit up twitch.tv forward slash leveldowngames and click that follow button. Over on our YouTube channel, we did just debut a brand new show this past week called The New Release Roulette, and uh, it's a weekly look into the upcoming games that are going to be releasing over the next seven days. We'll be posting it every Sunday, so make sure you go over there and check that out. Stalking us on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook would be the place to do so. Check that description box for the appropriate links, and of course, we mention it every single episode. In that description box, you will find a link to our Discord server click it join it and interact with us taking us out of this episode we're going to be taking a listen to trick-or-treat from raise the dead released june 16th 2020 composed as everything was on the episode today by jake kaufman keep the music playing and keep it loud